In the words of the late Nipsey Hussle, brothers feeling lucky we should go to Vegas. <laughs> I know this game took place in New Jersey, but the Devils had some luck on their side thanks to a Tyler Toffoli hat trick to squeak away with a 6-5 to victory against the reigning Stanley Cup champions while being shorthanded. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Wasn't the perfect showing, but a win is still a win. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, Club of Play Announcer. Dells are for Pucks and Pitchforks and also part-time credential man member Trey Matthews. Now, first and foremost, I know this game was played in Newark, New Jersey. However, given the circumstances, I don't think I'll be able to use this example at any point the rest of the year. So here it goes. We know this old saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I've personally been to Vegas and I enjoyed my time there. Definitely, there's a lot going on in Sin City, but the big thing that happens in Vegas is obviously gambling. And considering the amount of things that were against the New Jersey Devils heading into this matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights, I think a lot of people made bank who picked the Devils to be on the winning end because, let's face it, the Devils are still facing a lot of injuries. They have little to no defense. They have very shaky goaltending. And sometimes you can't really rely solely on your offense to get you out of a hole case in point in this game but the devils got lucky that's another word that's used heavily in the city of vegas but nonetheless the devils pulled away with the victory against the reigning stanley cup champion so in today's episode in the first segment i will share some of my key takeaways from the game we will also talk about brett howden's dirty hit on shimon the mets i put that in quotation marks because he wasn't assessed a penalty major so we'll definitely talk about that a little later in the segment and then in segment two like I do after every post-game recap victory I will name my three stars of the game with some honorable mentions and then in the third and final segment like I do with every post-game recap I will compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade so going into this matchup like I said moments ago the Devils had a lot working against them so Lindy Ruff revealed that Jack Hughes and Andre Pilat are still not back to skating and there's no real timeline as to when they're going to return. Obviously, the, there's a big talk as to whether or not Jack Hughes will suit up in the All-Star game that's set to take place in a couple weeks in Toronto. And it, it hasn't been announced as to whether or not he needs a replacement. Hopefully, Jesper Bratt is given a chance. But we'll discuss that in a future episode. So, obviously, the Devils are missing some key assets. And to add insult to injury, Colin Miller was listed out in this game due to an illness. So I talked about how the Devils had little to no defense. We'll talk about that momentarily. But insert in Terry Hataka. As you guys know, I am a big fan of Hataka's game, and I talked about him in the previous episode. I felt as though he was one of the more underrated assets in the Timo Meyer trade. And I feel like as the game went on, I think Hataka was really somewhat decent in the defensive end because I saw him stop the Vegas Golden Knights in their tracks. I saw him get full grasp of the puck, trying to clear it. And he was pretty decent for what he was being given. But that's just what I saw from my vantage point. Now, going into this matchup, like I just said moments ago, the Devils were going to have to rely solely on their offense to try to 
come away with the upset victory. So every forward was going to have to step up their respective game because the Devils couldn't really rely much on anything else. And I think the top line for New Jersey really came through, centered by Nico Heischer with Timo Meyer and Jesper Bratt on his wing. So I'll talk more about those respective players in the second segment, but they were definitely vital. And then that second line of uh, Michael McLeod, Tyler Toffoli, and Dawson Mercer, they came out guns blazing to begin the game, and that definitely set up the offensive tempo for New Jersey. And also, Curtis Lazar had a very productive day at the office. Same with Eric Halla and Nathan Bastian. He was used on the first power play unit. Devils power play has started to sink in recent games. Uh, coming into this matchup, they were they had the fifth best power play percentage in the entire league. But nonetheless, you get the point, which is the Devils needed to rely solely on their offensive depth in order to come away with this victory because I think it's safe to say that they had little to no defense. So when we look at their defensive lineup, oh boy, it's pretty it's pretty horrendous to look at. So your top defensive pairing is Kevin Ball, Shimon the Mets. Okay, so Kevin Ball, he's pretty decent. He's physical. Shimon the Mets fo focuses solely on the offense. Then that second defensive pairing, Luke Hughes, John Marino. Uh, yeah, uh, John Marino hasn't really looked all that sharp defensively. In fact, he allowed for uh, Chandler Stevenson to roam right past him and score a goal at one point during the game. And I'm just like, what is it with John Marino not boxing out? He did the exact same thing in the Montreal Canadiens game uh, by allowing Cole Caulfield to go right past him and get a point blank shot. And then Santeri Hataka and Cal Foot. Now, I am perfectly aware that both of them have experience playing in Utica together, but still, would it translate to the NHL? So that defensive uh, unit, I had little to no faith, and in case in point, in which the Devils allowed five goals. Speaking of which, goaltending. Now, Bill Spaulding said on air that the point of putting B-Tech Vancek out there, especially against the reigning Stanley Cup champions, is basically just to try to, once again, boost up Vancek's confidence because he has taken a couple steps back compared to last year, because it's like, okay, one good outing could turn into two good outings, then three good outings, because in Vanacek's previous game, he was actually pretty solid against the Columbus Blue Jackets, but the Blue Jackets are last in the Metropolitan Division, and the Vegas Golden Knights, I know they're missing Jack Eichel, but they're still the reigning Stanley Cup champions, and also, did you guys know that the Vegas Golden Knights heading into this matchup had dropped six straight games on the road, so they were kind of struggling away from T-Mobile Arena, but still, uh, that's not the point. The point is, is that Vitek Vancek, he's shaky at best. So it was just like, you're going to get what you get out of the defense and the goaltending. So it was going to have to be a barn burner or bust for New Jersey because there was no way in hell that they were going to win the game two to one or three to one in a tight knit scoring affair. It was going to have to be all gas on the offense and nothing more. But they were able to squeak out that victory. They had to take it into overtime, but still they walked away with the two points. But I think the most crucial part of the game was when Lindy Ruff finally utilized a timeout correctly because when the Golden Knights made it a four to three game, remember that was the goal that Stevenson had by getting right past Marino. So that was very smart and strategic on Ruff's end. And because the thing is, is like you need to take the momentum out of Golden Knights sales. And that's why you call a timeout in basketball or you have the mountain visit in baseball. you got to slow down the momentum of your opposition. And that's something that a lot of people have been critical of Ruff for because it seems like he just allows his team to get butchered out there and it snowballs. But he stopped the snowball somewhat. And now the, the Golden Knights did make it a five to three game later on. But still, it was just like, 
they the Devils just needed to, uh, to catch their breath. They needed to get their feet underneath them, and they just needed a breather. And I think that timeout goes a longer way than people realize. So it wasn't the cleanest of games for the Devils. It wasn't their best effort. But you got to do what you got to do in order to win games, especially with amount, the amount of personnel that the Devils are, are missing. Now, this style of hockey is not going to win you championships. It's not going to make you a playoff team, but you need to keep your head above water. So I get that a lot of people want a better showing from the Devils, but considering the circumstances, considering the personnel they're missing, you just got to do what you got to do. So I'm glad that the Devils walked away with two points, glad that Tyler DeFoley got a hat trick, and I'm glad that Jesper Bratt had a pretty decent showing as well. So we'll talk about that momentarily, but let's talk about that Brett Howden hit on Shimon the Mets because that was a big talking point uh, during the game, and luckily Shimon the Mets was able to return but why wasn't Howden given a penalty major and also ejected from the game? Because Bill Spaulding and Candanico brought it up on air. Well, when looking at the replay at a different angle, yes, it looked like Howden left his feet and it looked like he just nudged his shoulder up just a little bit. But I don't think he made contact to Nemetz's head. Now, Nemetz did get whiplashed and he was brought down to the rank and Kevin Ball did stand up for him. So I'm glad that Ball was able to do that. But Yes, uh, Nemetz did take a bit of a hard tumble, but I think the big thing for the referees, and I'm not saying I agree with the call or not, I'm just saying like from their perspective, because they have a lot more replay angles up in Toronto, according to Bill Spaulding, is just like uh, uh, Howden's uh, arm, it didn't fully make contact with Nemetz's head at one certain angle, but the other angle, it did look like he hit his head. Now, I do think that it did quantify for a major, if you ask me, because he still raised his elbow. He still left his skates. And maybe he didn't make full force contact to the head, but still, it's just the principle of it. So the Devils, I think a lot of people were just concerned because it was just like the Devils can't afford to lose any more players. They're already shorthanded as it is, and they still have a tough schedule ahead of them. So uh, I, I think... Uh, Nemetz coming back into the game and just basically being a warrior and powering through it. I think it says a lot about the toughness of Nemetz. And I'm glad there was no harm, no foul, but it's just the principle of the nature, if you ask me. So personally, I think it did quantify as a penalty major and possibly an ejection. But at the same time, it's just like um, at least Nemetz did come back into the game. And I think the big thing for the referees was that there was just no contact to the dome. So We'll talk more about uh, some players that really stepped up their game for the Devils. And I will give you a full disclosure. Out of all the five players I'm going to highlight in the next segment, only one is a defenseman. Can you guess who it is? Well, we'll talk about that momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about eBay Motors. So passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Okay, let's highlight some players that caught my eye in this matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights. So the first honorable mention that I want to list before I give my three stars is Timo Meyer. So Timo Meyer was on the top line alongside with Nico Kiescher and Jesper Bratt. And Timo Meyer 
did walk away with a point in this game. He got the primary assist on Nico Heischer's goal, which was a great uh, look by the power four because he was just muscling his way near the net of Thompson and he set up Nico Heischer on a beautiful dime. And I think it's safe to say for Timo Meyer, he looks a lot better because if you guys recall the first time uh, around when he came back from uh, injury, he was very slow to get back into the swing of things. Then he goes on the injury list once more and then he comes back but he's not slow he's not hindering the offensive attack for the devils he's creating good looks for himself and others and i'm surprised that timo meyer didn't walk away with more points because he did have a good uh couple looks on thompson himself and he was setting people up nicely and the one thing that i liked about timo meyer is that he's doing what he did last year especially during the playoffs which was hanging in front of the net trying to clean up the loose change and just trying to find the rebound opportunities to maybe give himself a point or uh, help out uh, some other scoring chances for his teammates. But I think Timo Meyer has definitely come in full circle since returning from his second injury of the season. And he was a big X factor in this game for New Jersey, especially on that uh, first goal that the Devils had, thanks to their captain, Nico Heischer. Now, my second honorable mention is Jesper Bratt, who also walked away with a point. He got the secondary assist on Nico Heischer's goal. But that doesn't tell the full story as to how well Jesper Bratt played because according to James Bellani, who is the lead editor and writer for Devil's Army blog, he put this out on X. He said, Jesper Bratt was absurd tonight, creating 17 shot attempts, 13 scoring chances, and a 0.85 expected goal rate by himself. His trio with Heischer and Meyer has a chance to be something going forward too. 24 to six shot attempts, 14 to four shots, 13 to 6 scoring chances and a 64.91 expected goals for percentage. So, once again, that entire line of Timo Meyer, Jesper Bratt, and Nico Heischer stepped up big for New Jersey and they played a lot of top line minutes. And I think it's no surprise that Nico Heischer is also my third honorable mention because he got the first goal of the game for the Devils, not before that they let up the first goal to Vegas once more because. That's the name of the game for the Devils. They always give up the first goal, and it's become a meme at this point. But that's not the point. The point is, is that that line of Timo Meyer, Jesper Bratt, and Nico Heischer, just beautiful for New Jersey. Now, my third star of the game belongs to Shimon Nemetz because, like I said in the first segment, he was a warrior after he uh, got hit by Howden because he uh, definitely got whiplash and he got shaken up. He was down on the ground. He had to be checked by the trainers. But Nemetz still walked away with two points of this game. So he got the primary assist on Tyler Toffoli's first goal of the game and also Curtis Lazar's second goal, which was the game-tying goal. Now, I don't think his uh, pass to Lazar was intentional at all. He banked it off below the goal line and Lazar was just in the right possible spot to corral the rebound and knock it on in. But still, the fact that Shimon Metz walked away with a couple points, I think it was a rather perf uh, impressive performance because, once again, the defense, little to nothing for a devil, so they had to rely on somebody. And not to mention Luke Hughes also creating some decent looks for himself, especially in overtime. So Shimon Metz, in my opinion, was the devil's best defenseman in terms of just creating good looks for himself and his teammates. And uh, like I said, it's very spread thin when it comes to defensemen for Devils for a time being, especially going up against the reigning Stanley Cup champions, but they made it work. Now, my second star belongs to Curtis Lazar, who walked away with two goals, including the game-tying goal in the third period, like I just mentioned moments ago. So Curtis Lazar and his offensive game, I think is heavily underrated for New Jersey because 
I get when when the Devils first obtained him, he uh, described it to me when I asked him the question, like, how would you describe your overall game to people who might be unfamiliar with it? He told me meat and potatoes type hockey. But I think his offense is, once again, severely underrated because he walked away with two goals and he was on hat trick watch. And uh, the first goal he had was on a centering attempt from Eric Kala. I didn't think he had it in him. And then that uh, second goal that he had in the third period to tie the game, he was just in the right place at the right possible time. So I think that is the quintessential of meat and potatoes hockey because he's hanging in front of the net, he's waiting for the opportunity, and he muscled it on in. And it's not the first time in which Curtis Lazar came up clutch for the Devils. So I think uh, another example that comes to mind is when uh, the Devils played against New York Islanders back in, what, late November when Curtis Lazar also had a clutch goal that I think put the Devils up in front late against the the Islanders because the Devils had to amount a serious comeback against uh, New York. But nonetheless, Curtis Lazar, I think his offensive game is really thriving, and it's no surprise why he's the uh, second star of the game this time around. Now, my first star, it goes to Tyler Toffoli. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. Walked away with a hat trick, had the game-winning goal in OT, and Lindy Ruff saw how hot Toffoli was throughout the course of the game. So according to his post-game press conference, Ruff told Toffoli, like, bring us home. We're going to run the offense through you. So Toffoli came up big for New Jersey, and he was really uh, clutch, not only in OT, but throughout the course of the game. Because at one point in the second period, the Devils were down 5-3. to three. They needed a miracle because after the Devils uh, had a 3-1 lead in the second period, they blew the most infamous lead in all sports, and they allowed for the uh, Golden Knights to uh, tally up four unanswered goals on them. And so the Devils were down 5-3, to three, and they needed a big momentum shift heading into the second intermission of the game. And Tyler DeFoley came through when there was about 15 seconds remaining in the second period because if the Devils go down 5-3 to three, heading into the third period, I don't think they win this game. They needed some sort of momentum shift to carry them and uh, just have their head held up high. And Tyler Toffoli answered the bell. So Toffoli came up clutch not once, but twice for New Jersey, getting two crucial goals, the game winning goal and also the goal that put the Devils behind just one heading into the second intermission. And I think a big talking point for Tyler Toffoli recently is that people have been disappointed in his overall game when Jack Hughes is not in the lineup. Now, I get that sometimes he was inconsistent when Jack Hughes wasn't there. I understood that, but make no mistake, he's a very good player because I think uh, one of the other things that was getting underneath the skin of some people was that Yegor Sharangovich, he's thriving in, in Calgary right now. And I'll be the first to admit it. I didn't anticipate for him to have the season that he's having because he's playing top line minutes. He's on the top PK. He's on the top power play. Basically, the Flames saw something in Yegor Sharangovich that a lot of people didn't see. Well, I always knew he had that spark in him, but I didn't think it would get that big. I didn't think he would be like the main go-to guy for the Flames, but lo and behold, he's been thriving out there. And I'm very happy for Yegor Sharangovich because he was one of my favorite players for the Devils, especially during that 56-game COVID year because he was one of the few bright spots for the Devils. He was an he was an energizer. And once Timo Meyer came into the picture a couple seasons later, Sharon Govich's role, it just got smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where he was a healthy scratch and would only play if he's replacing an injured player. So Sharon Govich wasn't going to be given the, the role that I think he wanted with the Devils. And even though he was a restricted free agent, I didn't anticipate for the Devils to bring him back. I anticipated for them to move him or just like try to come to an agreement to let him go to free agency, whatever the case might be. But 
I I I I didn't anticipate for Sharon Govich to be this good for the Flames, but basically people are saying like, oh man, the Devils lost a trade with Tyler DeFoley, and I'm just like, no, they did not. Tyler DeFoley is a very good player, and now he is leading the Devils in goals with 20. Did you know that? I don't think enough people are talking about that. So I'm glad that Sharon Govich is doing really well with the Flames, but make no mistake, Tyler DeFoley has been one hell of a player for the Devils, and now. He has his second hat trick this year in a devil sweater. So I think the this trade worked out pretty well for both respective teams because, because for Devils, you get a bona fide goal scorer in Tao Foley, who has championship pedigree, a veteran player who brings a lot to the table. And then for the Flames, they get a young, maybe underrated player in Sharon Govich who wasn't really brought up to his full potential while in the devil sweater, who wasn't going to be given that chance given, once again, the circumstances that surround the Devils and their mindset moving forward because they're trying to get back into the playoffs. They're no longer interested in rebuilding. So Tyler Toffoli, one hell of a player for the Devils and case in point in this game. So we're going to compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade momentarily. But before we continue, I I said at the top of the show that uh, Vegas, notoriously known for gambling. So let me tell you about FanDuel because the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So the app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. My Los Angeles Lakers are looking a little bit better, but we'll see what happens. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL or the Taylor Swift League at this point. But make sure you gamble responsibly. Okay, let's compare the stats, give the Devils a letter grade, and get out of here. So, shots on goal differential, 38-32 to in favor of the Devils. I think it was safe to say that in the third period, and especially in overtime, the Devils were peppering Thompson. But Thompson was standing tall in between the pipes, and I know he allowed six goals, but the Devils had to earn all six of those goals. Thompson didn't make it easy on them. So I think uh, the Devils just once again relying heavily on their offense to do a boatload of the carrying throughout the course of the game. I think uh, it was the right and only maneuver to do. So the shots on goal differential definitely tells a big story for New Jersey in this case. Face-off percentage, one of the rare times in which the Devils come out on the short end of the stick. 53.8% 53.8% to the Gold Knights, 46.2% to the Devils. Power play, Gold Knights had no power play opportunity, so the Devils played a very disciplined game, which was also essential because the Devils' PK is not all that good. So you don't want to give the Gold Knights golden chances, no pun intended, to try to get some free points. So Devils had to play a disciplined game, and that's what they did. wasn't perfect, but I think that's one of the positive highlights I could take away from this matchup. Devils were 0 for 2 in their power play opportunities. Like I said, Devils have fallen to fifth in power play percentage in the entire league, so they got to try to uh, get better in that case. But obviously when you're missing players like Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, it makes things a little tougher on the man advantage. Hits 11 to 10 in favor of the Devils. Block shots 17 to 11 in favor of the Golden Knights. Giveaways, Devils led that department 8 to 4. Takeaways, Golden Knights led that department 5 to 4. So, if I had to give the Devils a letter grade, if I'm being completely honest, it wasn't the cleanest game in the world. It was not uh, pretty to watch. I'm going to have to give the Devils a C-. minus Because once again, relying on your offense, 
it's not a winning recipe. It's it, it's not going to win you playoff games. It's not going to take you to the promised land. You need to have a balanced game. And unfortunately, Vitek Vanacek not sharpened between the pipes. Defense, I get that there's a lot of lack of experience, especially on that third defensive pairing. But still, it doesn't take away from the fact that defense, not really all that great for New Jersey. So not really a recipe for success, but you got to do what you got to do when you're shorthanded like the devil. So they walked away with the victory, wasn't pretty to watch, and you, you can't rely on Tyler DeFoley to get a hat trick night in and night out. But that that's what happened. And like I said, whether you're in Vegas or you're playing the Vegas Golden Knights, sometimes you need some luck on your side, especially so those parlays can hit for some people. But let me know what you guys think. What did you think of this matchup against the Golden Knights and how do the Devils fare going forward? Because the schedule doesn't get that much easier for the Devils moving forward because, like I said, they have the fifth hardest schedule heading into the All-Star break. So they got to take on the Hurricanes on Thursday, then the Lightning on the 27th. So hopefully they can rack up at least one more win so that way they can just keep their head above water in the playoff standing. So we'll see what happens. We'll see uh, how the Devils move going forward. So I predicted for the Devils to win against the Blue Jackets. I predicted for them to uh, lose against the Stars because they always struggle on back-to-backs. But I said uh, the Gold Knights was going to be a tough challenge for them. I said maybe the Hurricanes, they can rack up the win there. Lightning, I was seeing some positivity there. So I was anticipating for the Devils to lose like anywhere from one to two games during these three-game span, but they got a big win against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. So we'll see how they fare heading into the All-Star break, and if a team needs a break, it's the Devils because they need to get back to full strength. But anyway, that's all the time I have for you, so leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal X-Page app at TrainMat4 or the show's X-Page app at Locked On Devils. As for this episode, that's all the time I have for you, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.